0: Get ready to get shticky. Shticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Corona Crush is creating Jewish couples always. Join the Facebook group. Just search Corona Crush and look out for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. They're 100% free and 100% Jewish. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Shticky Situations, I'm your host rachel as all of you already know because i'm unforgettable everybody please subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening on we're available on pretty much all of them if we are not available on a platform that you would like us to be available on then shoot me a message i'm going to give you the contact information very shortly and i'll see what i could do for you i i'm here to please i just want to entertain you and in whatever means on whatever platform that you want to listen on i'm here to try to help also go like the sticky situations page on facebook follow sticky situations pod on instagram follow sticky situations pod on TikTok. and if you would like to be a guest on my podcast i have guest applications everybody really exciting so i'm going to post a link somewhere on the instagram tiktok facebook page but in case you can't find it you can also send me a dm on instagram again that's at sticky situations pod or you can also send me an email at sticky situations pod at gmail.com and someone from my team will get back to you quickly um that also being said if you would like to date me or any of my guests single guests only the single ones um you can also reach out i'm gonna i'm i'm working on putting the links up so you don't have to reach out but for now just reach out maybe peruse the instagram page and hopefully by the time this podcast is out i'll have found somewhere to put the links but i I love a good google form so there are applications for those too um so today i have an extra special guest and yes i know i say all my guests are extra special That's because everyone in Sticky Situation Nation is extra special and they're great people. So again, that's a plug to come be a guest on the podcast. I want to hear your stories. It's great. It's fun. We commiserate together and we can laugh about it. And you never know. Maybe someone will slide in and want to date you. And maybe that will be your Bashera or your soulmate. And I can actually be a matchmaker, which is like kind of what I would love. But we'll see. We're getting ahead of ourselves anyway, I have an extra special guest today, so everybody, please welcome to the podcast my friend Miriam.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Hi, Miriam. Thanks for
1: coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. Before we start, I just want to say, like, Rachel is so talented. Every time I listen to her podcast, I think she has notes in front of her. She does not have any notes in front of her or any paper, and I'm just <laughs> astounded because I always forget what I have to say, so I am in shock. I'm really impressed.
0: So it's funny that you say that because i went i was staying at a friend's house for shabbos like it wasn't even in my like community of like young people i was at like a married friend's house for shabbos months ago and she invited a couple like a few other couples for lunch and i was telling them about the podcast because that's what i do i just plug the podcast everywhere i go and so they're like can you give us like a little a little snippet and it was Shabbos, so it's not like i can pull out my phone and like play it for them so someone's like do your intro and i did it exactly and everyone was like oh my gosh i'm
1: not surprised at all about that but like i'm still a little shocked that you don't have notes also i just want to say that like i listened to random bachelor and bachelorette podcast because like i love bachelor and bachelorette and it's always been a dream of mine to be on a podcast so (laughs) (laughs) thank you for fulfilling that dream
0: oh i'm excited i'm here to make dreams come true everyone she situation nation (laughs) i'm here to make your dreams come true just let me know what they are but really the only ones i could make come true are if you want to come be on a podcast or maybe being a matchmaker but like you have to be interested in someone who's
1: been on the podcast but this is like bucket list like i can check this off my bucket list
0: yeah well i'm really happy that i could do that for you okay so miriam tell sticky situation nation just a little bit about yourself can you give them all the general things that i normally ask so your age your location and your relationship status
1: um okay so i am 28 i live in manhattan and as my sister likes to say i'm single like a pringle although i never understood that because pringles always come in like a, a canister in a stack but I just like that phrase, like single, yeah. like a Pringle. I think it's just
0: because it rhymes.
1: Probably, but yeah. And nothing
0: else rhymes with single.
1: Yeah. I, I, sometimes I'm like, does that make someone sound desperate? I'm like, no, it's like a fun way to say that I'm single. Like, who cares? Yeah. Um And I'm really loving living life right now. Um, just like enjoying spending time with my family and my friends. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really about... Well, actually, something also that's important to know about me is, I guess, like, you'll better understand why I have views the way I do from this podcast as I'm a social worker and my mom's a social worker. So that's formed a lot of my views on dating and relationships and my past experiences. So I guess that's also important to know.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. We like insight. Also, I'm going to add another question for my intro, just so my, my audience and my listeners can gauge more about my guests can you tell me your religious identification
1: yeah so that it's so funny because i feel like that's such a hard question to answer you can like give a general like we don't need like the specifics but like i feel like with thinking
0: back to all of the guests that i've had on because you know that i've had a broad range of guests right, like right. ranging from yeshivish to not religious at all um i just think it's an interesting question it usually comes up in stories but it's an interesting question to ask from the get go that I'm going to
1: add to my. Uh, my I process. definitely think it's a really interesting question. It's just funny because like I I categorize myself as modern Orthodox, but I grew up in a family where it's just like, OK, we're Jewish we're Orthodox, like that's what we are. Um, and there was like no real title to it. But then I have friends and family members who say they're also modern Orthodox and they're either more religious than I am or less religious. So. I think it, like, I would categorize myself as modern Orthodox, but, like, there are certain things I'm stricter in and certain things I'm, like, a little bit more lenient in. So I think that's why I would categorize myself as that. But that's, I mean, just for me, like, it's such a hard question because I feel like people, so many people have, like, asked me, okay, but go deeper. What does that actually mean? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We don't have to go so
0: deep here, but just to give my, like, my listeners a little perspective. So you're dating in the modern Orthodox world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah for sure okay so okay so should we jump right into stories
1: let's jump right in i'm let's so right excited in. i'm so excited
0: <laughs> I, miriam's been saying that like, she's so excited to come on the podcast ever since like because she she's one of my friends from my neighborhood that i've talked to about the podcast like since it since inception so i'm
1: excited Thank to finally gotcha. have her here it's not even that i have like that many stories i just feel like I have stories that have formed who I am and, like, you've just been talking about this podcast and I've been so excited. <laughs> and, like, our lives have just not matched up that we've been able to record. Yeah. And I'm just so excited. Like, I told my family about it. I'm like, it's <laughs> really, I don't know if you would call it, like, pathetic or weird, but I'm just so excited. Because no, I also love sharing, like, I, I, like, I'm very open about myself because I feel like experience is, like, what helps yeah people grow and learn again that's like the social worker in me but i i just like i love talking about my experiences not because i love talking about myself but because i feel like i learn from other people's experiences so i just want them to learn from mine whether they were negative or positive
0: that's why i have this podcast yeah i I love it you guys know i share everything or pretty (laughs)
1: much everything so i've learned a lot well i actually probably knew like all the stories that you said but i've (laughs) learned a lot about rachel from these podcasts yeah everyone knows a lot about
0: my life but it's fine i like it yeah it's great i'm an open book it's it's only weird when guys who i'm like dating or like towards the beginning of dating or just talking to because i i I tell them i have the podcast because i can't not tell them it's even like tonight i had a um A call right before we're recording and I told him I'm like yeah I have a friend coming at 7 30 but like I kind of had to tell him what it was also I work a lot on the podcast like that's my side that's my hobby so my side hustle (laughs) so like it takes a lot of my time so it's something that and it's something that I put my schedule around also so like I kind of have to tell guys about it but it's weird when like sometimes I won't tell them the name sometimes I do and I'm like just letting you know
1: Listen with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, but you know what? Like, if they listen to it and they're like, oh, my gosh, this girl's too much. I can't handle her. They're not for you and too bad for them. Like, screw them and you're too good for them.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not concerned about that. It's more like if I say something alarming because I get caught up in a moment on a rant about something and like eh, sometimes I say I usually mean what I say on here, but sometimes I
1: exaggerate, you know. But, but there's going to be a guy that listens to that and is like, oh, my God, she got caught up in this ramp. But like, I want to hear more about what she said. Like, that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And i have- tell you, that's how you're
1: going to meet the guy you're going to marry.
0: I mean, we'll see. Podcast guests, if you want to date me, like, you do have to fill out the application. Like, I have an application. I <laughs> know. Miriam has seen the application. I think. I think I showed it to you.
1: Maybe, but I've definitely heard a lot about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's an application, but if you want to fill it out and you think you have what it takes uh, to be my husband,
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's see. You're making it like a challenge, you know, like a TV show. Like if you think you have what it takes. Rachel's a really sweet person, guys. Like she's making herself out to be like not, but she really is. She's so sweet (laughs) and kind and caring and giving. Thank you. Miriam.
0: (laughs) Flattering me. (laughs) Flattery is the key to my heart. (laughs) Well, one of the keys, but okay. Sorry. Sorry. We're, we're, I'm getting Miriam distracted because
1: I, I want to hear Miriam's stories. Okay. So, I mean, where do you want me to start? Like, do you want me to start like with dating stories or do you want me to start like a little bit with my background of relationships?
0: Um, it's wherever you want to start. You can start with your
1: background. You can start with stories. Okay. So I think. Whatever you think. I think I'll start with my background, but like I'll be, I'll be like a little, little bit vague because again there are always like two sides to every story yeah and i also don't know who's listening to the podcast and i don't want anyone to think like i'm bashing anyone because i'm not i'm so over it, that part of my life and i've grown a lot from it but it also forms me into who i am yeah so i guess i'll start from there um so when i was in high school i guess we like weren't dating but we but, like we just didn't want to add a title we were like the classic like best friends. So there was this guy that I was dating in high school and then we dated after high school and then eventually we broke up um, and he eventually married somebody from our friend group and my sister-in-law is actually his sister. So there was like a lot of connections and I'm actually really, really close with my sister-in-law. Thank God that really, we were able to work past it. Um, But for a long, long time, for many years, Thinking back to that relationship caused me a lot of heartache um, and not actually thinking about the times we had together because I actually had so much fun in high school. This was junior and senior year. I had so much fun. It was like I had this best friend who was like my partner in crime, who I could lean on for anything, who did everything with me, who I could tell all my secrets to. I also, at the time, like I I, I have, I'm very open about it, like I have anxiety, and but I was not... Dealing with it correctly, but like he was the one who helped me deal with it, and like, like I wasn't dealing with it unhealthy in unhealthy ways, but I, I didn't really know that I had it. I was more, like I would, I don't know, I I would just get like super overwhelmed, and he knew how to calm me down. Like, it it I loved high school, and I thought back to those times, and I thought, oh my gosh, it was so amazing, and that was ripped away from me. And as I got older, I realized that. Those, it was many, many years that I I thought I was mourning the relationship. I wasn't actually mourning the relationship. What I was mourning was that during such a pivotal time in your life, and this is, I actually love working with teenagers and young adults because this, that time in their life is like formula, the formulative years. So during your formula, it's formulative years, can't say it that fast, teenage and young 20s is like. When you're supposed to be figuring out who you are, when you figure it out with someone else mm-hmm. and you're dependent on that person and then that ends and that person gets taken away, I wasn't really mourning. I realized I was like, I didn't miss him. Like, of course, like when the breakup first happened, I did. And everybody was like, oh, Miriam, I don't understand. Just get over it. It's like a high school relationship. Um, one, there are parts to the relationship that people don't know. So there's that also as like a young 20 year old you think like oh my gosh like you're in love this is the person you're going to be with forever it's like your first serious relationship some
0: people in our communities some people do exactly a
1: lot of people do exactly so especially
0: in our like
1: we're both from like smaller
0: communities like if you're dating in high school like there's a good chance you're gonna get married especially if you continue dating after
1: high school exactly so i was also looking at it from that end, like a lot of my friends were continuing dating their high school sweethearts. He was a part of like, he came to my sister's wedding. He was at my brother's first anniversary. Like he hung out with my nephews. Like he was a part of a lot of things. So everybody, there, there were parts that people didn't understand, but then there were other parts that kept snowballing. Like we had all the same friends. I had to learn like my sister-in-law at, at that time, my sister-in-law and brother weren't, they were just dating, but we had to learn how to, she was also my best friend. So we had to learn how to rebalance our relationship and I'm so grateful for that because she's amazing. And if she's listening to this podcast, she should know I love her so much. And our kids are freaking adorable. (laughs) Um and like I also because of everything that happened, I stopped trusting people. And I had to learn how to retrust people. But more than that, I had to learn how to retrust myself, which is like kind of realization that I'm having later in life. Um because I had trusted this person with everything who I am, and so I had to relearn who I was, relearn what I wanted out of life, relearn the next steps, and relearn to trust myself. So I would say I probably, so we broke up when I was like 20. I think I went on like one date with somebody when I was 23, and I was like, I'm not ready. Um, I went out with somebody else again when I was like, well, that was like when I was 22, I went out with someone else again when I was like 23, 24, wasn't really ready. I think I seriously started dating actually looking for someone and being open to it when I was like 25 or 26, which is much later than most of my friends and not because I was stuck. Everyone, everyone kept telling me like, just get over him, just get over him. I tried explaining it to people. I said, I'm, I'm so over him. Like he's married with kids. Like I'm happy. I'm like, I moved to New York. I made new friends. Like I, I'm, it's not the relationship that I'm mourning. I am trying to rebuild who I am because those formulative years were built with someone else and especially when your brain is developing like there there's there could be research about it I have no idea but like you're just you're so reliant on someone that you don't know how to be reliant on someone on yourself and I see like my friends who weren't in a relationship in high school and they're so independent and not that it's good or bad to not be in a relationship but I was so reliant that I didn't know how to trust or rely on myself so that kind of like set me back a lot and i'll forever be grateful for that relationship because i learned a lot about myself um and because of that i actually am who i am today i'm that's why i have the friends that i have because i had to learn to trust new people that's why i am super close with my family because I would always like go hang out with him instead of building relationships with my family and then i had to start building relations I've, I've always been close with my family but i had to learn to be i had to start relying on them more so i was closer with my family and then i was closer with my friends and what seemed really difficult ended up being really good um so that's like a shortened but also like vaguish version to say like that relationship formed who I am but not because I was thinking about the relationship all the time but because I was thinking about what was best for me finally and not for us Mm -hmm. um because when you're in a relationship especially in high school you're like in la la land you're like oh my god this is amazing and you just forget about what you need to do for yourself my mom even says it now she's like you forgot to form relationships with other people yeah and I want to add like including myself I didn't know who I was Um, so that was that. So then I finally at like 25, 26, I was like, okay, like something clicked in me. And I was like, I'm ready. Like I had gone to college. I was a madricha, which is a dorm counselor in a post high school girls program in Israel. I moved to New York. Like my family's from Chicago. We are not a New York family at all. Like I'm very much an out of towner. Um, okay, I am too. Yeah, like my friends can all attest to it. I'm like full on out of towner. I hate the term out of towner until I learn like yeah. What I, mean, the difference I don't is. like
0: classifying myself as an out of towner because yeah. that makes that makes it seem like we're inferior to the New Yorkers. Oh, I
1: think it makes us superior. Just like <laughs> but honestly
0: like it's
1: like we're just different. Yeah, I always say it so like people know like yes, I'm not same. New York like I think it's just, you grow up differently. Like, yeah. not I, but some of my closest friends are from New York and I actually have, have no problem with New Yorkers or, it's just, you grow up differently, especially when you grow up in a suburb or a smaller town or yeah. a smaller place, your mindset, you just like grow up differently and what you value in life is just different. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. So then I moved to New York, like I did all these things and finally I felt like I had really gained a sense of independence. And I remember well first when I was a when I was in Israel for the year, I went out with as a dorm counselor, I went out with two guys. One of them like it didn't work out with, which was fine because he there was misunderstanding. And then another guy I said no to because he wanted me he wanted to live in Israel right away. And I was like, I'm going back to America. I gotta figure my life out. And then I get a text a couple days later I like found all these texts saying, I, um, I want to check in to see if um, if it paid for you guys to meet. I said, like, this is from the guy who's setting us up. I said, no, I'm just a little confused because I'm still in the same place. And he, apparently the guy who was setting us up was like, oh, he just wanted me to check to see if you changed your mind. I was like, Ugh. first of all, I didn't change my mind. Second, in my head, I was like, this just like, if I wasn't ready before, like, I for sure no, I'm not ready because I was just... I didn't even know what to say to that I was like so
0: how long after did he send that text
1: um it must have been a couple months after ugh I hate when guys just assume you're gonna change your mind about something yeah he was like I hope I was hoping you had a change of heart like maybe he really wants to go out with me which is really nice but I was like there's no point right and that's also when I knew like okay I also am not ready because I wasn't even willing to like talk about it or think about it I was like "Mm, no I need to figure out myself this is about me right now not about him yeah um but that to me i was just like cracking that's why i took screenshots because i was like this is freaking hilarious i have to send it to my friends um then when i got back so i moved to new york i can't remember like the order these happened in but i have like a couple of crazy dating stories do you want me to get into that sure Um, i love crazy dating stories they're like some of them are just insane um so uh, again I think when I first moved to New York I was 24 so I I wasn't dating yet like I remember I was still telling the story about my ex to my friends and I would cry and I would be emotional but again it was because I felt lost like it had nothing to do with him it had to do with myself so then I think like after two years of living in New York I finally went out with someone and I don't remember the order that this happened in but there was one guy I went out with and we actually went on three dates it was really nice but I just I wasn't feeling it like the second date I had gotten blood taken like not on the date but before the date (laughs) he brought me water like he was super sweet but like it was the type where it's just like you know you meet someone and you're like I can be friends with you that's yeah that's kind of like where it ends so the third date with him was actually the best date I've ever had like it was really fun like we went mini golfing and we went to like a Dave and Buster's type place but it was fun because it felt like I was hanging out with a friend like it would feel like I was hanging out with you yeah I was like okay this is fun so I ended it with him. And a couple months later, we were on, you know, like the teeny single Shabbaton that that like young couples started a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I went on that first one. I was invited to go on that first one by one of my married friends. And we, because we're like sort of the same religiously, he, I don't know if he knows the story and if he's listening, if he will now. But like my brother and sister-in-law are neighbors with his brother and sister-in-law and... I told them this story and I've told this story so many times so he probably has heard it at some point anyway we were at the same Friday night meal and we were walking and we were just like talking because like why should it be awkward like we can yeah. still be friendly we could still be friends so I was talking to him and let's say his name is like Abe right okay. that's not his name let's say his name is Abe and I called him Avi that's my brother's name but I was like oh yeah like how you doing Avi and he's like oh my gosh how do you know my Hebrew name I was like Um, You must have told it to me at some point. No joke. I 100% forgot his name. Oh my God. (laughs) I knew it started with, like in this case, it was the letter A. I mean, it obviously was a different letter, but no joke. That's so funny. I got so lucky that I accidentally said his Hebrew name. And then um, my roommate was going to go out with him. And she was talking about him, I'm like, Oh, you're going out with Avi She's like, That is not his name, <laughs> I was like, it's not like I I am so bad with names. Like it takes me forever to remember names to the point where like I'll be going on a date. And I used to say to my roommates when I lived somewhere else in Manhattan I would say to them I'd be like who am I going out with tonight oh my god (laughs) I am so not because I have a thousand guys texting me but because I am so bad with names I hear you though
0: because I don't save guys numbers and I usually give them code names to talk to like my friends about so my friends are like oh yeah this guy this guy and I'm like yeah and then I kind of forget his real name, but then I remember it. Like, sometimes I have to, like, But really I don't think even that. go
1: out with the person and I forget his name. Before I go out with him, and yeah. my roommates have to be like, this is his name. And I'll have, I'll have talked to him, no joke, five minutes before. <laughs> like, I am so bad at I got so lucky. To this day, I still call him Avi. Oh, my gosh. Like, I ran into his sister-in-law, and I'm pretty sure I called him Avi. <laughs> I, yeah. it was. <laughs> that one was just, like, a funny one, but if he ever listens to this, I don't know if I'll know who it's him. Cause I didn't use his name, but yeah, everybody uses code names. It's like, a yeah, thing. I mean, it's- I don't, I just say the real name, but
0: except everybody, I just have to tell you on, um, on, so we, we just finished when we're recording. We're like a week past Simplus Torah. Yeah. And at Simplus Torah, I was at a meal and I was telling a story about the po- like stories from a podcast and I talked about my pet boy, Summer, and one of the girls, and I said the pets' names, like the two different pets' names that were like both having to do with Jewish food. I, I already told these stories. If you want a refresher, go back and listen to previous episodes. But, but my friends knew the pet boys as dog guy, horse guy, and cat guy. So one of the girls at the table, once I said the names of the pets, the girl's like, I know Dog Guy. So then oh my the whole night, I went around introducing her to all of my friends as, as Dog, Dog Guy's friend. <laughs> And all of my friends knew, and she didn't even flinch when I said it. I'm like, guys, this is Dog Guy's friend. By the way,
1: I wasn't there, but I could totally see that happening. Yeah, like, 100%. I called him Dog Guy. Like,
0: why would I say his No, but name? you going
1: and introducing her as Dog uh, Guy's yeah, friend. yeah, I was
0: like, because she's, she's nice. She's friendly. She's like, she doesn't live in our neighborhood, but she's looking to move here. So we walked from our meal to a party afterwards, and we were walking around outside, and I was like, oh, I'm going to find my friend. You're welcome to come with me. Like, they're all nice people. So I would like. I found a friend. And I'm like, hey guys, this is this is her name. I I introduced her by her name, and I'm like, she's Dog
1: Guy's friend. You know that if she ever moves here, that's what she's gonna be like referred to she's as. She's right? Dog Guy's friend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she knows. I DGF. mean,
1: DGF. That could be her nickname. Dog Guy's friend.
0: Yeah, DGF. <laughs> she was cool about it. She was cool. She's funny. If you're funny. listening, I hope you found it as as funny and you were She's actually probably about it in head, like
1: screw you Rachel
0: <laughs> <laughs> no she seems really nice so, okay. yeah
1: so I just had to tell you that I like that story <laughs> um like another short one is I went on a date with a guy I had when I first started dating I had this like place that I specifically took guys to and I was like this is a one and done but like you know those-
0: wait you planned the dates
1: it was from he the guy's from out of town Oh, okay. But also, like, sometimes the guy's like, where do you want to go? No,
0: I don't so like that question.
1: I don't like That's it either. But, but this was also when I was, like, at the beginning of dating. Oh, okay. I don't mind it, but sometimes I'm like, I don't care, you pick. But this was also, like, probably the first two or three guys I started dating after, like, my whole life saga. Which, by the way, like, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's It doesn't bother me, but I do want the guy to plan. Um. So, anyway, I used to... I told these, this guy about this, um, you know that, like, I don't know if it's still open, but this, like, game cafe place? Yeah. Not the one on the east side.
0: No, there was one in Midtown.
1: Yeah, uh, no, there's another one, like, farther away. By the Commons? Yeah, by the Commons. So that's where I was like, okay, this is perfect, because I already said yes to this guy. I, like, it was like a family obligation or something. I don't remember why I went out with him. And even though like my parents don't force me to do anything, I just like, I don't remember why I said yes. Anyway, I, it's like the perfect date, because like, you don't actually have to talk. You can just play games the whole time. Anyway, we went out afterwards. He was like, oh, what train are you taking? And I was like, I, I, asked, I think I asked him what train he was taking first because in my head I was like, I swear if he says the same one as me, I'm going to take the other one. I'm just going to go uptown or downtown or go the other way or east or west. I do not care. And I, oh I was like, because he wasn't a bad person. He's actually a really nice person. But I was like, I was so freaking bored out of my mind. Yeah, and you know what i I was like, I'm I was spending more time with him. So he was like, oh, I'm taking this train. I was like, okay, perfect. I have to take like, I don't know, like the three, whatever it was. And so I literally, like, we said goodbye. I went downstairs, like, walked down the train steps, waited like, three minutes, walked back up, and just walked around the area. It was so nice. I got some ice cream. It's really <laughs> nice. That's just, like, a fun little tidbit. But I have a really good story from that place. Okay. Let's okay. hear it. I went out with this guy. Don't remember his name. So we'll just use Sam. Okay. It's not Sam. I have a friend who's Sam. Not you. Okay. Already he was running, like, half an hour late. That's annoying. Which I understand. People run late. Like there's traffic, whatever. But like you don't even tell me that you're running late. Like at least I've had days where the guy's running late and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I got stuck in traffic. Like I mistimed it. The train was late. Not a problem. Just let me know. Didn't even let me know. Kay. that's rude yeah it's just that to me is just rude like if i'm running late with my friends or my family i'll be like i'm running late it's just just be courteous anyway we went to this commons place because i was like i don't this was a why you connect state when i had first started why you connect and i was like i didn't really know how to filter out good or not good guys and i was like i think i still don't i i've gotten better at it but it's still really hard actually I my friend used to be my shot on YU Connect and she did it for me. Yeah, so
0: my friend is my ShotCon on YU Connect. So the matchmaker. So basically it's a it's an online I've I've talked about it before, just not by name. It's an online dating platform that you pay for and there's a matchmaker that sets up dates and they send you
1: matches. It's like, right. It's like any dating platform.
0: Yeah, usually not great matches in my experience.
1: I think you have to have a matchmaker who knows you though.
0: Yeah. I mean, so far, my friend's only sent me one guy, and he's been okay, except for, I think we've been dating for two months now, and we've had one phone call. Oh, that's not... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to close the batch. (laughs) He lives in California also, so it's like, I don't even have time. I mean, you get to
1: go to California. Why not? We've had one phone call. I'm not booking a plane ticket. He could book it for you. He could come here. (laughs) I just, I find that, like, when it's a friend, you can then tell the friend... At least with my friend, like, I, I told her, like, this is why this doesn't work. I need a guy like this. And she, she listened to what I had to say as opposed, to, I mean, I think, like, with any matchmakers anywhere, you need somebody who knows you, whether it's on a site or in person. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I went out with him. I think we, like, first of all, he didn't know how to play, like, any games, um, which was fine. I taught him how to play the games. I don't remember the actual dates so well. After, like, an hour and a half, I was like, oh, like... I have a, I was in grad school. So I was like, I have a paper to write. I gotta go. (laughs) So I was like, I am done with this date. Okay. Something you should know about me. And any of my friends listening will know this, especially if you knew me the first three or four years I lived in New York, more, mostly three. I am terrible at answering back texts. I've gotten much better now, but it used to be like, I could go, you know, there's like this joke of, where somebody goes, oh, I'm sorry, I was in the shower. Like, I just saw your text from two years ago. Yeah, like, there's that. Literally, was me. Like, I did not answer back texts, did not answer WhatsApps, and not because I was ignoring the person. I would either open and forget to answer, or just like totally forget or not see it. I, I was just terrible. Um, I've gotten a lot better, and my friends can attest to it that I've gotten yeah. better. Miriam
0: was pretty good at answering my texts, according to Yeah,
1: it. I because I was like, especially um. COVID not really, but especially I think when I moved, I I moved to a different part of the city of Manhattan. I kind of was like more I don't know, I just like was meeting more people and I needed to try and be in touch with more people and I was like, I need to make the effort. And let me tell you, it's really exhausting, especially when if you're busy, but I'm like, you know what, I can do it. And now that I do it, it's like second nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's not that because I'm doing it. Um, anyway, so my friends can really attest to that. This one was not so bad. So I I, I found the screenshots because I used to know these texts by heart, but then oh I my forgot gosh. them. Okay, so I get a text from this guy going. This was at ten twenty one in the morning, on a work day, on a Monday. This was the next day. Yes. Now keep in mind, I used to work at a day school, and this is when I was in grad school. So when I was in grad school, I was an assistant teacher. After I graduated, I worked in a position that, like, I was by the computer more. I had, like, a little bit more flexibility. Even with that flexibility, I couldn't really, like, answer text back during the day. Even though I, like, was by the computer and I could WhatsApp from the computer just because I was so busy. Yeah. Especially when you're an assistant teacher and you're working with kids. First of all, you're not supposed to be on your phone. Second, if you're, like, having to think about an answer to something... I cannot put mental energy into anything and I, I like hyperventilate when I have to tell a guy no especially <laughs> like back then I was like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this um, and I will take full responsibility I sucked at answering guys back like terrible at it sometimes I would take days anyway he texted me and he worked in a job where he worked at a computer so he could like have one screen open doing his work and another screen open texting or whatever yeah I do that exactly depends how busy I am. But yeah. right but so this was at 1021 in the morning I open the text accidentally, okay, which I okay. do often, but this was during the work day. You
0: should turn your red receipts off. Yeah, so
1: that, that's what, that was a big problem. I should do that, but then I can't see if other people read my text. Yeah. It's like a lose-lose, a win-lose, I don't know. Anyway, he texts me at 5.30, one. Mm-hmm. Ten, 7 hours later. What's, okay, so like, it hasn't even been a day. It's been seven hours. It hasn't even been a, like, it's the work day. He goes sorry not trying to be pushy or anything but i'd really appreciate if you'd let me know one way or the other i'm like okay dude so i text back hey uh wait i okay i
0: see that text being okay if it's been like 24 hours it was seven hours i would maybe give 48 hours no seven. honestly if i don't hear it from a guy within 24 hours i just assume he's dead to me so it's fine but like forty eight hours. I'll get him really Seven hours. hours.
1: Like exactly. This was seven hours and ten minutes.
0: Yeah, no. And it's like in the middle of the work day. Yeah. He like, didn't even text me at like five like o'clock he, in the afternoon. He could have waited until like nine PM. Yeah.
1: Like I got home from work at 4 35 o'clock. Yeah. So I get this text from him saying, Hey, uh, so I saying back, Hey, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you until now I just I just got to my text. Like, I've been working, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm really sorry. I'm not interested. But it was really nice getting to know you. I I didn't screenshot my text because obviously, like... Yeah. I was like, I'm not interested. Fine. I always delete the guy's texts. If if there's nothing there, I, like, delete them afterwards. I get this text from him. He goes, just a bit of advice since you seem like a genuinely nice person. Responding to people in a timely manner really goes a long way, especially if you're going to leave your... he also had terrible writing. If you're going to leave, you're going to leave your blue check setting on. This was, like, that night at 1040. I was like, okay, thank you for giving me mustard. Like, Yeah. Mustard
0: is rebuke for yeah. any, of the, any of you who don't know what that means.
1: But also, I don't know about you, but when I go out with somebody and the guy seems like an okay person but not for you, I'm like, maybe I have a friend for him or something. Or, like, yeah. maybe I would want to set him up. In few, like, maybe. Or, like, if I run into someone, I'm like, okay, like, and I get to know someone something will click like I don't I'm not constantly thinking about the person like I went out that guy that I went out with three dates and it just wasn't good like I met someone and it just like flashed in my mind I was like oh let me set them up it didn't work out but I was like let me set them up but right then in my head I was like you're really not a good dude <laughs> like no and listen
0: I understand him being upset if it was like 24 hours yeah. 48 hours but you have to give someone at least until the end of work hours like you need to give them a couple hours after normal work hours end to be exactly. upset. like i would have been upset maybe like at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or if i woke up the next morning and i didn't have a message back exactly like that's when i would be upset because then it's like okay but also like i don't know i'm with you because usually i try not to open the messages yeah that was my mistake um my thing is like sometimes I just get really busy and like I can't I also get anxiety and like sometimes I just like can't don't have the mental energy to open my texts so even like if I have a crazy busy day at work or if I'm working really late by the time I get into my bed or log off of work like I don't want to text anyone back so sometimes I need that extra day and like I'm not saying that's always especially if it's something that requires mental energy whether it's a f- texting a friend where there's multiple messages or messaging someone back that you have to put in thought and like it's like oh my gosh like I don't know what to say like sometimes you need
1: a day or two exactly and that's fine. even it's like especially if you're telling someone you're not interested like you don't know how they're going to respond so like you're yeah, you, you need to, to mentally spirals. prepare yourself yeah the, 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 between his first text and this text it was 12 hours it gets better. Oh, gosh. I text back. I say, I apologize. I accidentally opened it while at work and was unable to respond.
0: Yeah. Thank you
1: for your advice. And he I knows was, that you worked in a school, like, with kids. Like, I probably, but either way, I was at, I was at you're work. You're at work. <laughs> yeah. So this may, must have been, like, right before Pesach or Sukkot, because he was like, because then I said, thank you for the advice. I will keep that in mind for the future. Chag <laughs> Sameach. Done. It's done with the text.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what oh, you no. think, right? Oh, no.
1: Yeah clearly is not getting the message i don't want to argue about this but literally i read that sentence and i was like dude we went out on a one hour and a half date we're not like a couple like what, you, what? What, like what does he want from you you apologize i know and i'm like i'm like what are I've, and you gave a valid reason exactly but also look at this like you could tell i've deleted the Oh the, my God. the chat yeah. like three times because I think the messages, like the conversations over. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, we are not in a relationship. We've gone out for an hour and a half. Like that's less time than I spend on a TV show that I like. Like, yeah, we, I, I'm not invested in this. What are we arguing about? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I'm no joke. I told this story so many times because I thought it was so funny that I used to know these texts by heart. I don't want to argue about this, but I think you probably could have found the 30 seconds necessary to respond to the text as a common courtesy at some point during the eight or nine hours that followed that instead of making me wait the entire day. Chag Sameach. He honestly, he definitely wanted to have the final word. And I was like, I was like, okay, dude.
0: That's when you just like leave him on read.
1: Right. So I (laughs) didn't. Oh. But I was like, I was like, okay, dude, first of all, you obviously don't know how girls work if you think it's just like 30 seconds yeah second like it it was a work day yeah and listen
0: i am a fan of calling people out on their bs like i call boys out on their crap all the time but like in this scenario like okay like this scenario is just a little bit ridiculous
1: yeah like i've gone out with guys before and they don't answer me like I'll text them, and they'll text me, and I'll, te- whatever, and we'll be texting for a little bit, and then at, like, 10 in the morning, I'll hear from them again until like, 6, 7 p.m., but, like, that's normal. I call them out if it's been days. Yeah, that's normal. Then, then if
0: it's been days, you could find 30 seconds to text me, but if it's,
1: like, it's a work day. Yeah, that's literally so stupid, so then I answer back. Thank you for your friendly advice. I appreciate it. Have a chag kasher v'sameach. <laughs> and that it. it must have paid off. I was like, "Oh yeah, probably." I was like, "I, I was like, I'm gonna have this final word because you're an idiot." <laughs> yeah. No, he's a jerk. Yeah. I was like, mm, "I'm done with you."
0: Yeah. Oh my god, I would be too.
1: Yeah. Ugh, oh,
0: guys are so dumb.
1: I, my roommate, my old roommate actually went out with him, and she was like, "Yeah, I should have told you." I was like, "Yeah, thank you." Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you not tell me?" Like. Honestly, he probably is a nice guy, but he just has not matured. Maybe he has now. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even remember what he looks like, so I could run into him and, like, go out with and, him And, like, totally
0: <laughs> never remember who it
1: is. And, like, go out with he him again. You to death. keep a database of names. I know someone that does that, but I, I just forgot the guy's list. names. I don't even
0: remember his Some name. Some of them don't have names, though, I because I, I thought about making the list way late in the game. So, I literally backtracked, recalled all of my memories, went through all of my matches, went through all of my unsaved numbers, and tried to figure, like, piece together who all I went out with. So, that's your issue. But I have a Google Google Doc of names of all the guys I go out with. Um, Some of them don't have last names because I just don't know them or don't remember. Or some of them, I didn't remember their names. So, I just have, like, something to remember them by on it. Like, it's... I need to like work on taking note, better notes on it too. (laughs) Like, it. I'm trying to make it like a real thing, and I've been in my free time, which I don't have. I've been trying to like look back and add stuff to it, but maybe one day that's a project for the future.
1: That I could probably go back on my Yu Connects profile.
0: Oh yeah, so I did that, Um, and that was helpful for a lot of the guys I didn't remember because they were not memorable because they were terrible.
1: Right. This one, I don't even remember his name. Like, I don't know. I just. I don't, also, I don't save guys numbers. There's one guy, I usually delete the text. There's one guy, like, I just went out with him. He was a good guy, like, terrible communication. Um, Like, we went out a couple times, and we spoke a couple times. It was, like, a month, and we went out, like, three times. I was, I mean, to be fair, I was out of town, but, like, spoke a couple times, went out a couple times, like, rarely communicate. Also, like, every couple of days, he would text me. So, terrible communication, but, like, even that, I'm, like, that was, like, borderline, like... The only reason I saved his number is because I've been getting so many spam <laughs> calls oh, that yes. I was like, I need to make sure that I don't be- yeah, like that he's not a spam call. I literally have missed so many phone calls because I'm like, this is a spam call. But even then, I'm like, I'm not going to save someone's number. until no. it's like I and I like- usually delete the entire conversation after because I'm like, why do I need it?
0: Oh, I like reading them back sometimes. But wait, before we talk more about this, um. I think we should take a break to hear a word from our sponsors, but but we'll be right back, everybody. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Are you tired of swiping on dating apps? Tired of guessing whether the cute guy or girl you keep seeing around is Jewish and or single? Then you need to run, not walk, to join Corona Crush. Corona Crush is a Jewish organization working to create Jewish couples always. Corona Crush has over 30 confirmed engagements, over 22,000 members from all over the world, and has set up over 50,000 speed dates. Join the Corona Crush Facebook group and post yourself or have a friend post you and see who reaches out. Fill out the survey to sign up for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. Corona Crush is 100% free and 100% Jewish. Worst case, you end up with some stories of your own. Best case, you find the love of your life. Try it out today. Here on Sticky Situations, we tend to focus on bad dating stories. But sometimes, dates do go well and lead to proposals and weddings. Who would have thought? And what do all of those require, you might be asking? Well, the answer is flowers. Who doesn't want flowers from someone they've been seeing? Don't forget, flower petals and bouquets needed for proposals. And that's even before all the flowers that go into weddings. Shticky Situations is sponsored by Primrose Flower Shop. In my opinion, Primrose is the coolest flower shop around and has the best customer service to fulfill all of your floral needs. Primrose offers a range of services from your basic bouquets to subscription services where you can get flowers delivered once a week. They deliver all over the tri-state area, including Manhattan. Primrose does weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, and other simchas. I've personally been to a wedding where Primrose did the flowers, And the work they did was beyond gorgeous. Primrose additionally offers in-store proposals including a romantic setup with candles and music. Primrose is located at 2922 Avenue M in Brooklyn and the phone number is 929-376-9815. You can also follow Primrose on Instagram at PrimroseNY. So if you can't get someone out of your head, Buy them some flowers from Primrose. They'll either love it or they'll find you really creepy. But regardless, the flowers will be out of this world. As listeners of Shticky Situations, we know you love hearing people's best dating stories. Now you can hear dating stories in real time through Date in a Blink, a podcast that lets you eavesdrop on people's first dates. The conversations range from goofy and hilarious to deep and vulnerable to sweet and awkward AF. Can you predict which couples match and which don't? Check it out and see how good your guessing skills are. But yeah, like I said, if I don't hear from a guy within two days, he's dead to me. Yeah, I... Unless I he grovels or has a good excuse.
1: I think that's like what does it for me is I... I'm such a sucker for like... I don't know, like... I'm a sucker
0: for flattery,
1: though. I'm just like a sucker for like cuties that like if they're just... Like if they give like a, I guess like a good excuse, I'm like okay, it's fine. And then after I'm like, no, it's not fine. But like I'm like in my head during the conversation.
0: Yeah, it's like I'll establish it in my mind. You're dead to me. And then he texts me, and I'm like, okay, well, you're not
1: dead. Yeah, for sure. I wonder like what the guys think though. I was actually when I was going with this person, someone was like, the person who set us up was like, you can also take the initiative because guys also like to feel wanted. Yeah. And I was like, for sure. I mean, I'm very much. I, like, I don't know about you, but I'm very much of the type, like, old-fashioned type. I want like to I be, wanna pursued. be pursued. But I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. So after, like, the first or second date, I don't remember which one, like, I texted him first, and he actually, like, made a comment about it, um, and we, like, laughed about it. We talked about it. But then I kept being the one to initiate. Yeah. And I was like, now I'm done. That,
0: that's my issue. So. I'm fine with initiating sometimes if it's established that he is interested. Or it's like yeah. just to gauge it to see it once. It's actually funny. When I started dating one of my exes, um, we were just talking. Uh we might have gone yeah, I think we had gone out on a date, maybe two at that point. And no, I don't think we went out on two. I think it was just one date. And he had mentioned we were trying to plan a second, but he wasn't feeling good. Um, and then I like didn't hear from him for like a couple days and i'm like talking to my friend and i'm freaking out i'm like i haven't heard from him like maybe he's not interested anymore like i don't know what's going on she's like okay or maybe he's just sick cuz like he had mentioned that he wasn't feeling good right um and then i said this to like two other friends and cuz everything up to that point had been like great like he was so good at like texting me and communicating and all of that um and like wanting to make plans for a second date, but then like we had to see, I think I think it started with me having a COVID exposure and then him getting sick and that threw a, our plans for a loop. But then I like wasn't hearing from him. I'm like, what's happening? And then like, I start to spiral and like three of my friends are like, or he's just sick. And then my friend's like, if you're so concerned about it, like why don't you text him? right? And like ask him how he's feeling. And you want to know what? It turns out he, he was, was just, just sick. <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry for not, like, texting. I've been, like, sleeping on and off, like, really not feeling good. And and then, you know what? After I texted him, because I, I was like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, I think I just texted him, hey, how are you feeling? Um, and then we ended up, set, he set up, because he was still sick, but he set up a video call with, like, we had a video call because this was, like, during the Omicron surge, so, like, not really, we didn't... We, we wanted to play it safe in case one of us did have COVID. Um, so yeah. So sometimes he's just sick, or sometimes he wants to gauge your interest and hear from you. Yeah. But if it's consistent, like like I say, if he likes you, you'll know. And like a mm-hmm. guy who likes you, right? And unfortunately, is like
1: as much as we don't, like people say nobody plays the games or like the games aren't. Everybody plays games. Like that's what happens yeah. when you're dating or when you're going out on dates. But like. I remember saying to this person, like, I don't, I know you don't mean to be playing games, but like, this is what you're doing and it's really annoying and it's really frustrating and I agree that like one or two times gauging where he's at or him gauging Mm -hmm. where you're at is fine, but then like once that continues, it's like, I mean, at least for me, once, once I kept being the one to initiate, I was like, I'm done and I just then waited for him to initiate because I was like, I, I'm so checked out already that like, I don't even know if he's interested. I was like, I don't think he's interested and I don't want to keep, like, I don't need to pursue something that somebody is not interested in me, but I do agree that like, it's, there's nothing wrong with checking in because the guy also like, I mean, I have lots of brothers, like they love feeling wanted like by their wives or like when their wives text them to see how they're feeling or like their girlfriends or like how they're doing. But they also need to make the effort. Like they also need to, it yeah. needs to be st- reciprocal
0: like, people are busy but i've learned from my past relationships like one of my other my like main ex he the time we were dating at least at the beginning of our relationship was like the busiest part of his the busiest part of his work year and he wasn't doing a job where he could just look at his phone like he wasn't sitting on yeah. a computer looking at his phone and he was working 12 13 14 maybe more hours a day and you know what he still pursued me, he still texted me, he still called me, he still like, was in communication with me, and like, really, if he wants to, he will.
1: Yeah, that's what you're interested. Yeah. Agreed, 100%, yeah, I agree with that. I have one more story. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so, this was also another like matchmaking site guy, and I don't know why I said yes, because his profile said, must be strict with snoot. So, snoot is modesty. So, must be strict with modesty. Now, I'm not an immodest person. But, like, I wear short sleeves. My skirts usually go, like, right above my knee. Like, I, but must be strict with snoot. I was like, that sounds very controlling. Yeah, I don't like that. But, okay. I don't know why I said yes. Don't ask me. It must have been an impulse thing. I must was have. he cute at least? I'm a sucker for, like the dark short sparty type or even the tall dark sparty like i'm just a sucker for like darker people okay um so he i think that's what he looked like like they can be short they can be tall it doesn't matter but like, like you want dark, you smarty. like the sparty look yeah but like i also i've also found other guys attractive like, too I'm but a like
0: sucker for black hair and baby faces
1: right like But like even if they're not right sucker. for you like you'll say yes like that's yeah. my problem like, like
0: if your hair is as dark as my hair and you have a baby face and you're cute like
1: right and he could be like the most wrong person for like yeah every guy it. that I've gone out with that has actually been sort of good for me has been the opposite of my what I'm a sucker for and i have been like wow this is actually great and then every guy who I've gone out with that is not good for me has been like the one that I'm like oh so cute yeah <laughs> um anyway so I don't that's probably why I said yes also I may have been on this thing of like it was probably shortly after I started dating I was like I'm just gonna say yes Because I was really scared. And sometimes, like, my roommates would talk me into, like, you just got to do it. So I'd be like, I'm just going to do it. Really regretted it. Anyway, I I was kind of not so nice. And I went on a date in a tight, tight skirt that went right above my knee.
0: On purpose?
1: Totally. A shirt. It was also, like, my go-to dating outfit. But I I could have chosen something else. It's your first date
0: outfit.
1: Yeah. But I also could have chosen. I actually don't have those anymore because because like now it just always depends on how i'm feeling but at that point i had some that was like my go-to outfit but a shirt that went right above my elbow and a shirt that went right below my collar now that's usually how i dress but like i can also like i'm all for in an environment where there's a certain dress code like you got to be respectful so like if you're working in a job or like you're going to a certain community where they Expect you to dress a certain way, like you have to be respectful. So I knew that he was expecting.
0: I always wear a skirt to shul.
1: Exactly. When I go to
0: the synagogue or any other like religious institution, like I wear pants. I don't only wear skirts. I always make sure to wear a skirt if I know I'm going somewhere religious.
1: Right. Like I, I, oh, I only wear skirts, but like at at certain at certain synagogues, like my skirts will be longer, as opposed to like at the synagogue that we go to. Sometimes it's like it's shorter. And I I just, I'm all about like being respectful. Also, like, I'm all about on the first date being true to who you are, but also like, don't go crazy. Um, But I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. Like, I'm gonna put him to the test because I'm gonna have fun because I know this isn't gonna work out. Anyway, he picks me up. It's raining. We're supposed to like get food and go eat at like a park somewhere, but it's raining. So, first I say to him, I really like, I have this thing. Again, unless you're seriously dating someone or you're like been dating for a while. against going to a restaurant and people seeing you and everybody start talking. Like, I just don't, I, I, cause I know that everybody likes to talk and I just, I don't like answering questions. So we went, we were gonna go to this restaurant to pick up food and I was like, is it, can we just like go for coffee or something? He's like, I'm really hungry. And I was like, okay, I guess we'll go for food. So we went for food. I refused to go into the restaurant. He just like was picking it up and coming back in the car. And I remember texting another guy, one of my guy friends, being like, how do I get out of this date? It's been 10 minutes. I want to leave already. Um, anyway, he comes back in the car. We like ended up so sketchy. I don't know why I was okay with it at the time. Because there was no park we, park, we ended up parking the car somewhere and just talking in the car and eating, which like would seem normal. But like looking back, I'm like, it's like on the streets of New York. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Why didn't you go to like a park? It was raining. Oh, it was raining. Sorry. That's when we were supposed to go to a park. Okay. Um, well, you know
0: what? I ate Froyo in a guy's car once. Like, it was during COVID and there was no indoor dining. This was before and COVID. And there was no outdoor dining either. This is. <laughs> Why didn't you go to
1: a park, Rachel?
0: It was raining. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were going to sit on the bench outside, but it was raining, so we sat in his funny. car. But we opened the window. <laughs>
1: because it was literally pointless it was covid we're social distancing oh my gosh (laughs) um anyway so we get he opens the food and he was like they forgot to give us your food and i was like that's I, i wasn't even that hungry i was like that's okay like i don't eat anything also, disclaimer, like, I have no shame when I eat. Like, I'll be eating at the Sabbath table, at the Shabbat table, Friday night dinner, and someone will serve, like, chicken legs. And I'm like, guys, I'm eating with my hands. Like, you can't eat this with a fork and a knife. Like, I have no shame. Yeah, I mean, I always, like, use napkins after I wash my hands, but, like, burgers, like, I go all in, like, with the sauce. So I also don't like eating on the first couple of days because I'm always afraid that the guy's going to, like think I'm a pig but really I'm not I'm just not gonna I just like you're enjoy my ch- food yeah, I enjoy anymore. my food so I didn't even really want food and I also wasn't hungry anyway he's like here you can have some of my rice I was like no I don't want it. it's okay he's like I'm not eating until you take some and I was like oh okay then so I took some rice I was like this guy is controlling um yeah I
0: think it's just I feel like it's a farty thing like oh he was farty yeah, it sounds like a typical, like, we're not, like, trying to be racist here on the
1: podcast. they, no, they just grow at, up differently. But, like,
0: yeah. No, my ex used to do that, too. He was
1: like, why aren't you eating more? Eat more. Yeah, I'm like, just, I'm full. He's like, no, eat more. Like I have friends who are like that. They just grow up differently. But it yeah. looks, I just think it's, like, on a first date. Like, I think he thought he was being nice. Yeah, but it just seemed kind of Like, pushy. he wasn't listening to what I was saying, like, that at that point. I was like, mm. Anyway. This is also my first year of grad school, but I'm also, I, went, I got a BA in psychology, my mom's a social worker, so I grew up a lot around like talking to people and helping them. He must have spent the entire day, I don't think he asked me once about myself, barely asked me about myself. Oh, I hate that. Talked about himself most of the time. I felt like I was in a therapy session that I had to suffer through because I felt like I was giving him advice and therapy. And then at some point, I purposely wanted to do this. We broached the topic of modesty. And he goes, well, I don't want to insult you. I'm like, don't worry. You're not going to insult me. And he was like, well, I just, whatever the girl does before she gets married is fine. I just hope whatever she does after, what after, I just hope she does what, af, after we get married, she does like what I want. No. Which is like that, I don't think he was, he was like a certain type of sparty, which is like very... I have friends who, like, I forgot what type it is, but they come from that community, so that's, like, very accepted that, like, the husband makes the decisions. But I told him, I was like, I just want to tell you, whatever you get before you get married is what you're going to get after. That being said, people do change. People do things for their significant others. But you have to want to. Exactly. I was like, this is how... And I knew he was going to bring it up because, like, I even was wearing a coat because it was raining, and I took it off so he could see what I was wearing because I was like, I... This is who I am. Like, I'm not going to fake it. Um, then he wanted to go out again. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, okay, this date has got to end. It must have been like an hour and a half, two hours already. I was like, this date has got to end. So he goes, oh, well, I have to go to the afternoon prayers. He's like, I have to go to And I was like, oh, great. There's a synagogue. Like, I was like, this is, my, this is my out. I was like, there's a synagogue like right down the block. Like, why don't you drop me off at home and you can go to And he was like, oh, like, do you mind if I just stop in the car? And I was like, okay. I had to pee so badly. And then he goes, oh, he goes, that. he goes, is it like okay if like we dava next to each other? I was like, in my head, I was like, first of all, I don't daven in mincha just because like I, that's not something like I've, I've like gotten as a habit. But also, I had to go to the bathroom, so I couldn't even. Like, I couldn't pray, I couldn't dab in. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll say, like, so I said, like, some small prayers, but I was like. Oh, yeah, it's
0: a law, for those of you who aren't familiar, there's a law that you're not supposed to pray when you have to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, so I was like, okay, he's like, is it okay if, like, we just dab in together? And, like, the seat was our, like, separator. But why is he assuming
0: you didn't already, or that you need to?
1: I don't know! I was so annoyed! You should have just been like, I already dived in I should have said that. But he still didn't want to make me sit in the car quietly. You've been like, I'm going to go find a bathroom and then run away. I should have, but it was pouring. Oh. I mean, I should have just braced the rain anyway. Um, eventually, he dropped me off at home, and he texted me maybe the same night or the next day saying, like, I had a really nice time. You seem like a really introspective girl who likes to like blah, 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 And I was like, sorry, dude, not happening. Yeah, no. But I was like, I, to me, I'm just like, that probably was like... That and the date with the Musser guy were my two funniest stories. Just because, like, I don't know what is going on in guys' heads. I don't know either. And, like, I,
0: what I don't understand is when guys think that they could tell us what to do or have, like, strong, strong opinions about what we do with our own bodies.
1: Yeah. I'm Okay. I, again, I said I have a lot of brothers. I have, I have a big family. Thank God I have six brothers and three sisters my brothers, sometimes I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like, why do you think, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Something that I give my brothers a lot of credit for, which is how we were raised is like, this is, especially my brother who just got married, like his, his wife covers her hair, but he's like, you can do what you want. Like, this is your, this is your commandment. This is, this is not mine. Like you do what you decide. And I'm just like, yeah. that is the proper respect. Like, I get it that guys want certain things in a wife. But, like, Yeah instead of if you're going out with somebody and they don't align with you, whether it's religiously or emotionally or psychologically or, I don't know, even physically, which is pathetic, but educationally, yeah. like, then instead of telling them what to do, just, just end edit. it. It's so stupid. I'm like, why do you... Like you, you don't like us telling you what to do. So why do you think you can tell a girl what to do?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I uh I mentioned before that I had a video call right before this with a guy. It was also from the same matchmaking website. And like going in, I looked at his profile. I'm like, why the heck did this guy say yes to me? Yeah, that also. I'm like, hmm? I'm like, why did he say yes to me? Not that I'm putting myself down. I'm amazing, and I know that. But just religiously, it seemed he we were not aligned. And like. I've had it before and I'm like, okay, maybe he just like put things on his profile, but then actually is open to other things like talking to people and he's not located in New York. So we had a video call last week and we talked, the conversation was okay. He kind of ended the call weird and I'm like, okay, um, clear. Oh no, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt. It definitely didn't cover my collarbone, but like he couldn't see that much of me because it was like a small like video chat screen. So today, oh, so then I didn't hear from him for a bunch of days. And that's already, like, I'm like, he's dead, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Double dead. And I was about to close the match and just text him, like, I haven't heard from you. Like, for me, like, whether you're interested or not, within 24 hours, you should follow up.
1: Like, it's, yes. a, and it's on the I mean, the I didn't used to do that, but I've gotten better.
0: No, I think it's on the guy, unless I know immediately that I want to end it, then I'll end it immediately. Like literally one time I ended it with a guy as I was walking, when I got home. Like, Did we, you actually? Yeah, we went for drinks, like 20 blocks from my apartment. And he offered to Uber me home, but it was pretty early. So I'm like, eh. And it was the summer. So it wasn't dark out yet. So I was like, no, it's only 20 blocks, Like I'll walk. It's fine. So he's like, okay, but please let me know when you get home. So I did. And the whole walk home, I was trying to figure out how to end it with him. Um, or what I was going to say, but also I was like, he was a nice guy. He just isn't for me. So I was like, I think I told this story before I was, I thought of a friend for him. So in my walk home, I called the friend. I was like, Hey, I just went out with this guy. Would you want to maybe go out with him? He's not for me, but I think he might be okay for you. He's a decent guy. He's just not for me. Um, and she agreed. So when I got home, I'm like, Hey, I got home. Um, I had a really nice time. I just don't think we're a match. But that being said, I do have a friend in mind if you'd be open to it so yeah i one time literally ended it like that's amazing like half an hour later after my walk home but no usually like if i'm like neutral about a guy or i want to go out again i'll i wait for him to message i only message when i know i don't want to go out again and this guy we had a call on thursday night and then i didn't hear from him after didn't hear from him before Chavez. i didn't hear from him saturday night didn't hear from him sunday didn't hear from him monday oh my god are you living my life i only heard from him today and <gasps> i was like i literally am waiting or no it was last night he texted me last night um so monday night from thursday night to monday night like you're dead to me by then and i was already waiting for miriam to confirm timing for recording and i'm like if she confirms timing then i guess i could talk to him beforehand because also i just like kind of wanted to gauge because i was also confused i'm like why are you texting me four days later five days later
1: because sometimes guys are idiots like i had the same thing and i texted the person who set us up i was like if he doesn't go out that's fine but like he needs to say yes or no either way because this is just rude And he, like, called me, and he's like, no, like, how are you doing? And he wanted to go out again, and he just, like, didn't think that he needed to follow up. It didn't end up working out with him, but sometimes guys are just dumb, but it's, that's not an excuse. I I told
0: the matchmaker, and I was like, also, I just don't think we're a match religiously. Like, he keeps, like, okay, so, like, for me, I'm very modern. I keep Shabbat, I keep kosher, but, like, certain, like, things, like, I can tell when you're too religious for me. Like, He's like... Because he's like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? And he's like, Baruch Hashem. And I'm like, once you add in the Baruch Hashem before everything... Like, sometimes I'll say, like, thank God. Like, whatever. But once you, like, add that to everything, I'm like, we're not on the same level. Like, it's no criticism to him. And it's no criticism to people who it. Yeah, you're just not a match. It's just like, this isn't a match and he made another comment about something i won't get into the details it wasn't anything offensive to me it was just something like oh my gosh that's so important to you like i that's something i literally don't care about and i feel like we're not a match um, we were talking about like getting in an elevator on on Shabbat, and I'm like, yeah, I live on a high floor. My doorman presses the button. Sometimes other people press the button and I'll just get in and go with it. And he was telling me a story about how one time he got in the elevator with his neighbor on Shabbat, and then afterwards he found out he was Jewish and he was so scarred from it. And I'm like, We're not a match. Like, I knowingly get into an elevator sometimes with people who I know are Jewish and not religious. They're pressing the button anyways. Why can't I just go in the elevator? Which, like maybe that's wrong maybe it's not who it, for me that's like not the biggest deal in the world like yeah mm-hmm. maybe i could be better about that but like i don't think that's me breaking Chavez. so but yeah so he like said little things like that so then today we were having a call and like he's kind of awkward but it was fine like i'm good at having conversation so like I'm just like outgoing, so like I can easily have a conversation with people. But towards the end, we're, he was about to end the conversation. I'm like, actually, wait. There's like one thing that I wanted to ask you. And I was like, it's just like little tidbits that I've picked up from our conversations, plus like what it said in your profile. Um, I just want to let you know that like I'm very modern. And he's like, okay. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm also modern. I'm not yeshivish. Like all of this. And he's like, yeah, like, there are things that I look for, like, basics when I'm looking into a girl. Like, when, I, when I'm when i looking at, at profiles, Um, he's like, keeps Chavez, keeps kosher, wants to cover her hair. And I'm like, yeah, so that's not me. I'm like, I keep Chavez and I keep kosher, but, like, in my profile, I say I don't want to cover my hair. I wear pants. I say it in my profile. And, like, those aren't things that I see myself changing. Like, this is me. And I even said it. I'm like... I'm very comfortable with where I am religiously like yeah everyone has room to grow in places and I know people change but at least at this point in life with the big things like what I wear and but it goes the other way too like I keep Shabbat like I I don't see myself not keeping Shabbat but I also like don't see myself like wearing only skirts or like maybe I'll cover my hair sometimes but like I don't see myself buying a shaito when I get married um and he's like oh he's like i must have overlooked that in your profile now i feel so oh my bad God. i like wasted your time on two calls i'm like honestly i was gonna end it and not accept a second call but like i was like i figured i might as well just ask about it i didn't even mention like the not being in touch for four days five days even though like if you're listening because i did tell him about the podcast i didn't tell him the name if you're listening Text the girl within 24 hours. Whether you're interested or not, just tell her within 24 hours. And that goes for oh. girls too. If you are not interested in the guy, just let him know within 24 hours. And yes, sometimes I'm not the best at that. And sometimes I'll wait for him to reach out. But like.
1: Otherwise, you might get musser. Otherwise, you might get rebuke.
0: But I'm just saying, like, there's no reason to wait four days. To tell a girl that you want to yeah. go out again. Agreed. Unless you had an emergency. Right. Like if somebody died, but also you could tell her. My grandma literally died and I had a date planned with a guy. I texted him. I'm like, hey, my
1: grandma died. Can we push off our date for a week? What if he said no? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i will be like, okay, bye.
1: Here's what I, I really think like sometimes, like because I'm also, I'm also guilty of it. Sometimes I think that what happens because I'm also guilty of it. Like I'll say yes to a guy that's not necessarily right for me or a guy might say yes, that's not necessarily right for me because like he might say yes. Because sometimes it's like you don't know and it's like nice to explore and like you just don't know what's going to work for you. But I also think, think that sometimes whether this is girls or boys, I'm not putting this just on males. I think that there's also this like thought of, Because I've definitely had this said to me and I've had people say it about other people that, oh, but like, it's fine. Like, they'll change. Like, no. But in a relationship, there is compromise, but you can't expect that to be at, first of all, you can't go into a relationship. My mom always likes to say, you can't change anyone. You can only change yourself. Yeah. And meaning like. The person who needs to change in a relationship is like you need to change how you're thinking and you need to change how you're looking at something. But you also can't go out on a date with somebody expecting that they're going to be willing to compromise all the way at the beginning. Like compromise is not necessarily changing who you are. It's just finding the middle ground. Yeah. But that doesn't happen until you're like actually in a relationship with someone. And I think that it's okay to go out with people that aren't necessarily who you think are at your level or like not exactly what you're looking for, but with an understanding of like... If this works out, like, there needs to be time for that compromise and that trust to build. And that can't just happen on the first or second date.
0: Yeah. And if it's big things that are deal breakers, then end it right. Like, I learned that the hard way and like, my previous relationships that I've talked about. Like, I learned it the hard way. Even if someone says they're changing, like, you have to go based off of who they are now yeah and like if you grow together you grow together and people do change and like it happens but you shouldn't go into something right away knowing that there's a huge difference if that is your deal breaker like if this guy was like oh yeah that's not a big deal that you wear pants like I do my thing you could do your thing like I just want to date a girl who I know is going to have a kosher home and like and meaning like Help me, like, we'll build a kosher home together, keep Shabbos together, like, all of that stuff, and have the same core values, even if some other values aren't the same, then that's one thing. Like, I'm fine dating a guy who's more religious. Right. I'm fine dating a guy who, like, leans a little more to the right than I do. As long as, like, there's mutual respect and he's okay with me doing my thing, he can do his thing.
1: I think that also, though, with the coming, like, with the coming out, with the, how what how do you say it that like you have to look at a person who they are now and not in the future i think that also a lot of times people think like oh well this person has a past and while a person's past is important in certain aspects or like with certain things sometimes like a person has totally is totally different than their past and has totally left their past behind and is not the same person and I think a lot of times we might look at someone like let's say someone from high school and be like oh they were a bully in high school but like they change they change people like, grow up I don't yeah.
0: I think people at the core are still the same person but I think people change what they do and I think they mature and they grow up and like right I don't know just because somebody like went through college partying wearing like booty shorts and not keeping kosher doesn't mean they're not religious now
1: that has nothing to do with it exactly i think i think you're right i think it's important to look at who a person is now but like realize that there are little puzzle pieces like like
0: not that it's not okay not i'm not saying if you wear booty shorts and you don't keep kosher you're a bad person right you do you're not saying that i'm just saying someone who's looking for someone who's religious you can't look at someone's past and be like oh they did all this in the past so how do i trust
1: them now Or even somebody who's very religious in the past and is now more modern and you want somebody who's more modern, you're like, but they were so religious, like who's to say they're not going to go back to that? Or like what made them not be as religious? Like I think it's important, like I do think it's important to look at a person's past and like what they want from the future, but those two things form who they are now. Yeah. So you kind of have to look, you can't look at any of those three things individually. You have to look at their past, present, future and present, like all together yeah, I don't know if that makes sense.
0: No, in I my agree. mind it does. No, I agree, and I don't know, but also I I don't think you can judge people based off of their past, and also you can't like just say like oh I want them to do this in the future, or they're saying they're going to do this in the future, and then just assume it's going to happen.
1: I, no, I'm not saying you can judge someone based on their past. I'm saying everybody has a past, Yeah, and then your you want to know right, and you want to know how they, how someone gets to their present, like, is very telling of who they are and the steps that they took and, like, the growth that they've done. Like, if they're exactly who they were in their past, then do you really want somebody who hasn't changed at all? No. But, like, so it's important to know their past and how they've gotten there and, like, did they do it in a healthy way? Did they do it in a not healthy way? Like, what steps they took? But when I say think about someone's present, like, not they say they're going to be this way, but, like, what do they want from the future? What they're going to be like in the future? What what do they see the future as? Knowing that the future is, like, not in their hands, but, like, at least they have goals. At least they have, like, a vision, you know? Like, if your vision for the future, let's say you want someone who lives in Israel or you don't want to live in Israel and you're going out with somebody who wants to live in Israel, like, those are two totally different yeah. visions for the future. So that's why I think you have to look at, like, someone's past to see, like, how they got to where they are because, like, that's very telling of who they are, and the core but also like what they see for their future because that's also going to be very telling of like the direction that their life is going in but those two things then form sort of how they're living life now
0: yeah no
1: i i completely agree i don't know if that makes sense but sometimes no, i say things it does, and like
0: no it does make sense <laughs> and if even like looking at your own life like you see yeah your past you see meaning you as in a figurative you like me me rachel miriam miriam like our pasts have brought us to where we are today and also like we we have goals for what we want in the future and that is also shaping our present
1: right i just went to my 10-year high school reunion and i was at the reunion and i was like 10 years ago i thought my i thought my future was gonna look totally different and every year my birthday i think back to like what i thought my life was gonna look like a year from now and it looks totally different but like But me thinking about what I want in the future, like, of course it changed because my life changed every year. But I still, like, kept up that same, like, motivation and that same want for certain things from life, you know?
0: I think it's interesting what you're saying, like, every birthday you look back, because I do that, too. I don't
1: know what started making me do that.
0: honestly, because I think one year I woke up and I'm like, I don't feel any different. and. One of my my friends was like, okay, you might not feel different than you felt yesterday, but like think back to where you were a year ago. And I feel like especially in the past few years, life has changed so quickly and so much that it's like a reflection and like my birthday is coming up. My birthday is in a week. So a week from when we're recording this. Yeah. So my birthday is in a week from when we're recording this and I'm like, okay, like, here's here comes 29 like what is 29 and i'm like okay but what was 28 and then what was 27 and i look back and last year my life was in a completely different place like last year i was in a relationship that i thought was going to be like end game and i i was doing stuff for myself i was in a bad apartment situation that i was like getting myself out of i was in the process of like moving out um I had just gotten a new job also so I was I think I had already accepted the job offer and I was starting a whole new life and now it's like I'm turning 29 I'm single as a Pringle like Miriam said at the (laughs) beginning of the episode like the relationship I thought was going to be like my forever was not I had another really good relationship after that was also not my forever spent a lot of months just like back in the dating world like being frustrated and being like I had it so good and like now it's just like terrible again and like that materialized into this podcast and so cool like the dating frustrations it's like okay I was sitting at a table on Shabbat talking about it and then once the idea came up and the fact that I want to talk about it like everyone's like it's a good outlet for my dating frustrations and for all of us to commiserate together because dating does suck
1: oh my god it sucks but also, another thing, though, like, I think what's important, why it's, like, cool to look back on your life every year is because when you're younger, like, every year is, like, a milestone, like, in at least, like, in in the Jewish world, it's, like, you're 12 and you become a bat, bat- mitzvah, like, 16, like, everybody, like, I mean, I'm from, I don't I think in New York it's 17, but 16, yeah, you, you get, drive. like, your license, 15, you get your permit, like, 18, what's 18. 18 you can vote yeah. 21 you can drink like there's all these like milestones and eventually you're like there's no more milestones." what's the milestone like but i'm kind of okay with not like but
0: everyone, that's why it's cool to like yeah back. everyone's like oh yeah this is the last year of your 20s and i'm, I'm like, like okay okay
1: my friend 30 and flirty is that what people say 30, 30 and flirty, flirty 30
0: flirty and thriving yeah that's what people from are. uh 13 going on 30 one of my friends was like yeah 29 is gonna be our chaotic hot mess here and i'm yeah. like I'm okay with that, but, like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Also, I don't know what 29 is going to be.
1: I think 29 is great. I actually think, like, for me, 27, 28 have been my best years. But also, this is, like, a little plug for my sister-in-law's magazine. Oh, yeah, please plug. Um, and it's about, like, your 20s and being, like, really exploring who you are. So my sister-in-law is amazing. Her name is Leslie. She has a magazine called Atari. Um, I always get the name of her company wrong because it used to be, like, style and consulting but it used to be a boutique but now it's just a consulting firm but it's like more than that she's really really cool I always say to my brother I actually always say to her I'm like why did you marry my brother? And she's like, for his hair and his money. And I'm like, and he has none. So again, I mean, I love my brother to pieces, <laughs> but I literally am obsessed with her. She's been in my family, thank God, for very long. So her thing is called Atari Style Consulting, and she has this magazine called Atari, which is named after my nieces, Atara and Allie. And she's, this is her third magazine coming out. Um, and I actually asked her for like a little summary because each magazine has its own like um, topic to it and theme and the first one was about like igniting like who you are as your inner queen meaning like looking at your inner beauty the other one was like knowing who you are both inside and outside and mentally and what she does is yes she it's a lot about fashion and affordable fashion but she also gets from she gets food tips and health tips and mental health tips and and advice from other people in that area so this specific one coming up is about um, her magazine coming up is about relationships. So I asked her, um, so first I want to say like I wrote an article for the, I wrote a feature for the magazine, a very condensed version of my story, but the whole premise, and I took out this paragraph, so that's why I want to say it now, but the whole premise of my magazine, uh, not my magazine, of my feature is that your there's all this pressure in your 20s to be to move on to the next stage of your life and nobody focuses on the fact that like this is literally teenage and 20s are the formative years of your life you're expected to pick a job pick a major pick a place to live and then you're also expected to get married have a family pick a house like do all these things how can you do all that when you don't even know who you are yeah and for some people it works but what everybody sees, and I was, I was thinking about this the other day, what everybody sees is the failure of, like, you can't hold a relationship. Why is that a failure? That's a success that you know that a relationship is not healthy for you. Why can't you look at the successes that you do have, that you graduated, that you have a job, that you're living on your own, that you're happy, that your mental health is in a good place, or you're getting to where you need to be? So, and the paragraph that I took out, because, like, it didn't really fit with the feature, was that I actually had... um somebody that i know told me they said cuz i was i was talking to them about like where my life is and she says like the tv show friends which i'm sure everybody knows it's about these six people in their 20s who and it shows them going through their 20s and into their 30s and having their like classic like Rachel has her 30s birthday and everybody and those milestones um but it talks about that their 20s like they don't have it all together their life is like literally a crazy show they they're they they can not keep relationships they can't keep jobs down they have houses. they your have jobs a joke you're broke your love life. <laughs> their love life's doing. deal <laughs> like that's literally what it is and then after 10 years when they're all in their 30s they're finally except for joey <laughs> they're finally so joke around that joey's a kid but they finally all have kids or are married or have stable houses or stable jobs but what the show is like, then this somebody, somebody told me, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool, is that it's okay to explore and it's okay not to know. And I think that that's why it's so fun to look at your 20s and be like, yeah, that's right. I'm 29 and it's going to be a great year. And when you enter your 30s, okay, so what? You're in your 30s. Like now is the time when like I can really start figuring out what I need because 20s is when I figured out who I was and when I needed. 30s is now going to figure out, figure out like how I'm going to take what I need and move forward with it because you, it's, and you can't do that at the beginning of your 20s. You're not, you're not there in life yet. Yeah. Anyway, so the magazine, it's like so great because it's about, it's called Married Reflections and it's going to focus on the relationships we have with ourselves and the world around us. Um, She said, there are many talented contributors writing on topics such as style, fashion design, body image, interior design, personal organization, dating and marriage, event planning, infertility, overall health and wellness, and more. So the whole magazine is about relationships, but the whole premise of the magazine, which I think is so cool, especially this relationships one, is like there are so many aspects of our lives that are relationships that aren't necessarily have to do with a relationship of one person to another. It's also about A relationship you to yourself and you to your body or you to your mental health and I think that unfortunately in today's world like and it's not just in Judaism by the way I took a class in grad school it's it's in so many cultures like it's in Muslim and Christianity and Chinese and like cross-culturally like what takes over everybody thinks the only relationship that you need is with a significant other and that takes over everybody's life and they forget that there's more to a person than just being with another person yeah and it's not just in judaism like we like did we watched videos on it and studies and it's cross-culturally that's how it is like talk to anyone on the street their parents are like so when are you getting married like everybody exactly and like it's really about it. and that's why i think it's like so cool that you're like you know what 20s are gonna 29 is gonna be like the year when we're gonna have fun because you know what let it be fun because yeah. it, 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 people forget that you have to have relationships with other things in your life other than someone else.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like looking back at a year ago, like, yeah, I was in a really like happy. Re- well, it was towards the end of the relationship. So verdict is out whether it was happy. <laughs> Maybe I just thought it was like a rough patch. We were figuring things out. But yeah, I was in a relationship. I had a partner. I had someone who always had my back and it's funny because last year I was like interviewing for jobs and this year I'm also starting to interview again for jobs it was a situation not for this podcast um but I'm looking for a new job and I was thinking to myself I'm like okay a year ago I was interviewing I had this like support system like like yeah I have my parents and like I told my parents I would talk to my dad after all of my job interviews and my mom also um but I would also call him and like I would call my boyfriend and he was the one sending me like good luck and that i'm gonna kill it and that i got it and like when it came to the time to negotiate my contract he's like no you want to ask for this and that and like i know how to do it i'm an independent woman and like i was almost 28 years old at the time like i i had gone 27 years of my life without having a relationship so this time i'm like okay i don't have that support like even like setting up job interviews it's like okay but then i'm like wait there was one thing in my life that i didn't have last year that i have this year that and like last year i had just moved to a new neighborhood and i was like getting my bearings i wasn't so happy in my apartment like that contributed to a lot of my happiness in the neighborhood and i moved out of the apartment i got a great group of friends and like i'm like i do have a support system I might not have a boyfriend, but I have, like, all of these really great friends and great connections that I've made, and I'm like, okay, like, it's not a secret that I have a job interview. It's like, okay, I can tell a couple friends. It's like, yeah, I have a job interview this day. Like, Like, it's exciting. It's like, I can talk to friends about my anxieties about it. I don't need a boyfriend to talk to about it. So... Like, you're saying, like, other relationships are very important, too. It's not just the one relationship.
1: Right. And I think that that's just, like, in society in general, by the way, it's, like, that's what I said. It's not just, like, religion. Like, there's this focus on, like, you have to be in a relationship. You have, but, like, yes, it's important, but, like, it's also important to figure out who you are first and to build a relationship with yourself and like it's really beautiful I have friends who got married right out of high school and they're very very happily married and they figured out who they were together but then I have like my cousin and her husband like I love them so much they they got married and like he was just short of 30 and she was in her 30s and they both grew individually and then figured out who they could be together Yeah. so it's both types of relationships and both are individual in their own way and both have their own beauty but everyone like And, but you, someone would see the relationship where they got married later and be like, oh, that's so sad. They were so single for so long. And I'm like, why is that sad? Like she, she got to explore and do all these, like some of my friends who are married are like, you've gotten to do all these crazy and fun things that we'll never get to do. Not that they regret being married, but like you got to look at like, instead of looking at the difficult side like yes it is difficult to be single and yes it is difficult not to have that other person but you're right there are other support systems yeah you know and people forget about that yeah and I mean I can only say that because like I've gone to this place where like I'm like I'm happy with who I am but I don't know it just made like I see people who like literally are down on themselves all the time and I'm like but you are such a great person
0: yeah you like sometimes it's okay to be down on yourself yeah yeah, you
1: have to be i get
0: in my funks all the time like there's no guy out there for me but i'm like wait but i have so many other things going for me that like when it when it's supposed to come it'll come or it won't and i'll die alone literally it'll happen literally
1: i say all the time i'm gonna be like that fun older single aunt like okay god forbid but yeah we all get it yeah we all get in our funks that's how it is but like I really think a lot of that is because of the pressures of society, and mm-hmm. they forget to say, like, okay, so you didn't get married when you were 22, you got, but look what you did do when you were 22. You graduated college. You got a job. You moved yeah. to a different city. Look at what city. you did in your 20s. Exactly. That's, that's what I think. Instead of people looking at what you didn't do, they have to look at what you did do. Yeah. I don't know. But, that was a yeah. very <laughs> big segue. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Miriam, I know we just gave a lot of advice. (laughs) Oh, also, I'll put up the website. Miriam's going to send me the website information for the magazine
1: and her article and everything. Um, Also, my sister-in-law is on the front of the magazine. She's so gorgeous. She's so pretty. Don't tell her I said that, but she knows it. I tell her all the time. I'm like, you're so pretty. I'm so jealous. Um, She's also like has the best heart. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about her now. It's okay. My brother's fine. Just checking. he's awesome.
0: Okay, Miriam. So I know we've given a lot of advice. Is there any one key point of advice that you want to emphasize again, or a different point that we didn't make already?
1: Yeah. So this is something that I've always this is something my mom has always said, and I've always said, and it seems like such an easy piece of advice, but it's not. And it's just just trust your gut, um, and that could you have to trust your inner voice. Now, what a lot of us do is our our inner voice is telling us something, and then we go to our friends. And our friends are telling us something and it's like, might be against what our inner voice is saying, might be what our inner voice is saying, but at the end of the day, especially in a relationship, if something doesn't sit right with you, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Someone else doesn't need to tell you that's not sitting right with you. That's a very hard thing to do. And it's actually like, I think one of the main reasons I'm able to do it is because My parents have basically been telling me that's probably since I was born and all my siblings say it, so I think it's very different. But unfortunately, I think a lot of things that people do in a relationship is something doesn't feel right and their friends know it doesn't feel right, but their friends can't say anything to them because like, or their friends do say something and it creates like tension or they can't say anything because then that's gonna be a bad situation. So at the end of the day, like. Trust your gut. Because if something is telling you something is wrong, it could be nothing, but it could be something. So whatever that inner voice is, if it's a voice in your head, if it's butterflies in your stomach that are really nerves, if it's you can't sleep, if something is off, trust it. Talk to the person. Talk to your mom. Talk to your therapist. Talk to your friend. But don't just ignore it. Yeah. That's my advice.
0: I like it. It's good advice.
1: I think it's something trust that like, people forget about.
0: Yeah, your gut is usually right. Yeah.
1: So, the one you. time I didn't trust my gut was the one time I was wrong. Not because I'm saying I'm always right, but like I'm telling you that inner voice, there's something there and it's telling It's something you. there. And sometimes it needs to be like hashed out and I need and I talk to someone to help me figure out like what that feeling is or like what that inner voice is saying, but if something feels off. It feels off for a reason. It's not just off because you, you want it to be. It's like if you feel somebody's following you, you feel like yeah, you're weird. You have that feeling for a reason.
0: Yeah. I agree. So
1: that's my advice. Okay.
0: I like it. Thank you. And then, Miriam,
1: finally, my tagline. What is your real housewife tagline? Okay, so I had I have like two, but I was running them by my I was running them by my mom, and she's like, Miriam, one of them like doesn't make sense and one of them does. Like one of them has to be explained. So, The one that has to be explained that I love is it's not that you can or can't, you already are. Meaning like you, if you think you're not succeeding in life or you're not doing what you need to do, like look at the steps that you've taken to get there already. Like if you think that you can't be in a relationship, like look at the work that you've done on yourself or look at how much you, who you have a relationship with. But my mom was like, that is, and she's right. Like, it, it really goes deeper than just that. Um, and so this is actually something that I've been telling myself a lot lately. My mom has been telling me a lot lately. Because I moved from a different place in Manhattan. And that was a really scary decision. I had, I, um, I made like a, professionally, I made a couple decisions that were scary. I've been making a lot of decisions that are scary but right for me. Mm-hmm. And this is like what my mom keeps saying and I, I love this phrase. It says, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're gonna continue to get what you've always gotten. So I think that's really my tagline. Like change is scary and change sucks. Yeah. But change can also be really great. But if you don't if you don't go for that change, whether it's in a relationship or it's in a job or it's just in trusting yourself, then you're just gonna continue to be the miserable or the bored or the whatever person that you are. Yeah. Which is what was happening to me when I, like, was in my early 20s. I, I was just continuing to be in this rut. And then it was like, I don't want to be in this rut anymore. So I started working on myself. And yeah. then I progressed from there. But, I'm yes, a big, that's my tagline.
0: big fan of change. I mean, it's scary. I hate change. Change is it's so like, scary. It's, like, so necessary. And that's what I was saying. Like, I made so many changes in the past two years of my life. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But, like... It's gotten me into so many different places that I would have never imagined two years ago. But
1: change also lets you know your worth. Yeah. And who supports you and who's there for you. Because when you make a change in your life, whether it's right for you or not, the people that stand by you, like, you know who is, like, true to you in your life. And you also know, like, I, I can do it. Like, I can... Do difficult things, and I have strength in myself. Yeah. So yes, that's my tagline. If you continue to do what you've always done, you're gonna continue to get what you've always gotten. I like it. That's from my mom. (laughs) I
0: like it. Well, yeah, Miriam.
1: Thank you. I'm sorry that was so long. It's
0: okay. I hope everyone has enjoyed our words of
1: wisdom. It's a lot.
0: (laughs) There's a lot there. It's a lot of good stuff. So, but thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. great.
1: So happy. I've been waiting for this. And by my sister-in-law's magazine, everyone.
0: Yes, I'll. I will include the link. She's in the, so cool in the um, the episode.
1: Also, I'm the editor, so if you find a mistake on it, it's not my fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, everyone, Shiggy situation nation. Remember, like us like, on socials, subscribe you know, reach out, fill out the applications if you want to be a guest, date a guest, or date me. Um, and everyone, buy Miriam's sister in law's magazine. Again, we'll link that. Um, but yeah, Shiggy situation nation. And you know what?
1: I'm going to add something. Yeah, add But you didn't say your dating advice things that you usually do. Do you not do that
0: anymore? Sometimes I do. I can Um. say my dating rules. If he likes you, you'll know. If he doesn't, you'll be confused. Um, If
1: he wants to, he will. Only reciprocate and no chasing. Yes. And I'm also going to add, even if you don't want to date any of the guests, but you're like, wow, these people have great personalities. Maybe they know someone that might be good for me.
0: Oh yeah, that could work too. That could
1: work too. i i mean, I, Rachel wants to be a matchmaker, so like—I want to be a matchmaker. So <laughs> I'm like, making her job harder now.
0: No, it's fine. <laughs> Send me your people from your network. Let's work together. Let's work together. Make some Jewish couples. Let some work babies together. named Rachel, or, she, <laughs> or named after the podcast in some capacity. You never know.
1: Sticky. What would the name be?
0: Sticky situations.
1: No, but it has to be a good name for a baby. I
0: don't know. Just Sitchy? I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> we can we can we'll 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 workshop it but okay everybody thanks for tuning in thanks for listening miriam for coming thank you for having me and stay situation nation you'll catch me next time bye